From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Daniel Sellerson. D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra. Yeah. And the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Daniel Salerson. How goes it? Welcome to the best of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson, a.k.a. Producer Dan. I was nice enough to give Sean Kelly and John DeShazer the weekend off, and today I will bring you some of the best interviews from this week. This week was filled with lots of great guests, mostly pertaining to the New Orleans Saints who are in the middle of training camp and are one month away from their first regular season game against the division rival Atlanta Falcons. On today's show, you'll hear interviews from Saints safety Malcolm Jenkins, defensive end Cam Jordan, and from the guys who called Friday night's preseason game, Tim Brando and former Saints lineman John Stinchcomb. On the Pelican side this week, the new schedule was released for the upcoming season as they will tip off at New Orleans Arena on October 30th against the Indiana Pacers. Pelican TV analyst David Wesley stopped by earlier this week, and you will hear that interview later on in the show. Well, enough of me talking. Let's get to the best of this week, and we will start off with Sean's visit with Saints defensive end Cam Jordan on Tuesday's show. Well, the Black and Blue Report continues with a veteran on the defensive side of the ball, and that's Cam Jordan. 6'4", is that right? 290? Two, yeah, exactly. exactly okay, that. so during a training camp, what? how many meals is a 6'4", 290-pound defensive end putting down? I don't know. Anywhere from one to four? It depends on the it depends on the day and you know um, really just on how hungry I am. I mean, let's let's call it four meals okay. probably: breakfast, snack, lunch, dinner, five meals, supper. Yeah, something like that. How, how disciplined are you? Are you putting good stuff in, or is there is there a little slippage? You know, for the most part, I, I, I'm sort of back to what I what I grew up with. Um, my mom sort of set the foundation right. You know, always go with your greens, yada 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 yada. So I try I try and do it right. I have this like weakness for potatoes. Um, that's a lot of starch, but I gotta have French fries or hash browns or something. It's almost every meal. But when you're burning three thousand calories a day playing football, hey, wh- why not? That's why. That's what I reason, and I just try and stay away from like the sweets, the cookies, the cakes, everything that's delicious and wonderful in life. The guys got the day off on Sunday after the scrimmage. Kind of a, a signpost during training camp. How did you How did you use it, and did you feel it did everybody pretty good? Uh, I think it did everybody pretty pretty darn good. Um, practice was really really fresh. Uh, legs felt great, and um, I don't even know how I spent it. My day went by so fast. I swear we we just had the scrimmage a couple hours ago or something because I I sat down on my my black beanbag chair in my living room and I did not move an inch. I watched like eight movies, caught up on a lot of different things. <laughs> You, you've you've played a long time in the league and, and long enough that you've seen a few things. So when something new comes along, I would imagine that it's it's fresh. It's it's probably fun. Is it still new with a new coordinator and 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 this new scheme, or or is it as the newness that new car smell worn off now? In all actuality, it's almost like I said. Um, you know, this third year in, third defensive coordinator. 
that new defensive coordinator is sort of becoming the norm. Um, I hope this one is going to be around for a long while. I really like this defense. I'm um, really starting to get a familiarity to it. And um, it's definitely still got a new car smell. It's still, there's still a lot you have to learn in this defense. I heard, I've heard it almost both ways. I have some folks who say the Saints have the right personnel for the 3-4. And then I turned around and interviewed somebody else earlier today who said, well, they don't have the personnel that matches a Rob Ryan 3-4. So, so who am I to believe? What, what is, what's the truth here? I mean, at least we'll, we'll have a preseason game in a couple of days to figure that one out. I think, you know, uh, every, everybody's bought into the system. Everybody got the right mindset to, to do this personnel, uh, or to do this defense. So I think we do have the right personnel or else uh, uh, the foundation uh, that, the, that is the staff wouldn't have brought Rob Ryan in. Well, so let's play a little game here. Um, you mentioned the preseason game, so it's a home game coming up. It is. If Cam Jordan wasn't an NFL player and simply an NFL fan, what would he do with that first preseason game? I don't know. I mean, do they first do they pregame it? Do they first line? I don't. I don't even know. What, I would like to attend like a, a first line situation before the game. I don't know. Yeah. Tailgate. Have yeah, you ever tailgate. been able to tailgate? Think back now. Um, I went my rookie year. I went back to, to the Cal Stanford game. I got a pregame for the first time, and I'm not gonna lie to you. Pregame is sort of dope. I could I could do that one day, you know, probably like 10, 11 years from now. I could see myself maybe having like a big old double wide bus joining the fun. Can you imagine the crowd <laughs> that you'd attract? That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm there, I just want to be there for the people, you know, um, like 10, 11 years from now. Maybe just make a little tour, go across the country. We're on to something here. That's what I'm saying. All right, so the fact is you are an NFL player. I watched the first preseason game last night up there at the Hall of Fame game. You guys are familiar with that whole scenario up there. For you even as a player, I know there's no, no bigger thrill at, in most sports about opening night of a regular season. Mm -hmm. What about the, the activity going into a first preseason game? Does it feel as good just because it's your first time out again? Oh, without a doubt. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I think we, we you know, we... We had the first regular season game against these guys, um, and I definitely like to see him back on the field. I mean, it's time to uh, warm up and uh, really get back into the season. I think you're going to be a regular on this black and blue report. You know, you, know, you and Zach Streif right now standing out. This is the, you could be the go-to guys for this show. I'm just, I'm just. That's what I'm trying to do in my life. You know, is just be a standout in whatever I do. Thanks for the visit. Sure, why not? Haha, <laughs> thanks, guys. I'm sure we will hear more from Cam Jordan throughout the season. When we come back, you'll hear from the guys who called this weekend's preseason game. Tim Brando and John Stinchcomb stopped by the studio. And that's next on the Best of the Black and Blue Report. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region? including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Eric, General Manager of the Raising Canes in Kenner. 
To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. And that's when Raising Cane's is fan's best friend. Fresh, never-frozen chicken fingers made fresh daily cane sauce and a friendly Cane's crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Cane's, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Welcome back to the best of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. Sean has taken the day off since he was doing some sideline reporting during last night's Saints preseason game, and his partners Tim Brando and John Stinchcomb stopped by on Thursday to chat with Mr. Kelly. Take a listen. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Well, we get two great guests here in on this Thursday, a former Saints lineman and uh, a Louisiana boy, if I might. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm being kind to, to say to Tim Brando and calling him a boy with all due respect. And Jonathan Stinchcomb is here as well. These are the gentlemen that are going to broadcast and call the uh, preseason games produced locally for the New Orleans Saints starting tomorrow night at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome when New Orleans hosts Kansas City. Welcome, guys. Good to be with you. Yeah, thanks. Jonathan, thanks, good to see you in a new role here. Absolutely glad to be back. I uh, feel like I'm home away from home now that I'm back in New Orleans. So this broadcast thing, tell me about how, how this gets started. Who knows? It was a call from Greg Bensel. Uh, he, he, I guess he was hard up for talent and figured <laughs> that he could go with a, an old offensive lineman who's washed up and washed out. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I had done some voodoo games uh, during the Arena Football League when it was here and I'm just – Thought it would be a nice opportunity to get back with football and, and share some inside insight with, uh, with the Saints. I know the fans that I've talked to are really excited that you're back in the family, as they say. And, well, uh, and, and that's, I think that says a lot about your time here as a player. Thank you. I, it, what's nice is, is New Orleans offered something that most NFLs don't, and that's a, a community, a family feel to it. You know, when I played here, we were fortunate enough to win a Super Bowl, and I tell people often that uh, the number one thing that fans would tell you uh, wasn't congratulations, it was thank you, because there was ownership and, and a relationship unlike many uh, between the city and, and their team. So I'm very grateful to have been fortunate enough to play for a team like the New Orleans Saints and, and been woven into the fabric uh, of their history and their family. Tim, this is old hat for you. How many seasons now? How many preseasons for you calling Saints preseason telecast? I believe I'm starting my 12th. Wow. I did it with Archie the first few years, mm-hmm. and I believe that was uh, 02. And then all the way up until um, – actually, Archie stopped. It's interesting how that happened. Uh, after the 06 season that went so well, and the Saints were uh, then put in that first Thursday game – to be televised uh, on Sunday night uh, against the Colts, uh, Archie sort of felt as he as he would, as only Mr. Saint would, mm-hmm. that he 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 knew the circumstances, uh, what what goes on with regard to um, uh, preparation for your first game, and the fact that that game would be against the Colts and it would be Peyton on the other side. He just he didn't want 
there to be any discomfort on the part of anyone with the organization that he would be involved with the broadcast. So he um, sort of uh, politely stepped aside uh, because he just knew that there would be, you know, no one asked him. He just said, you know, that, that I don't feel comfortable with it. I'd probably think Sean probably wouldn't feel comfortable with it either. So I'm going to step aside. And uh, Solomon stepped in and, and, and did the games with me after that. But I actually did the games uh, the first couple of years with uh, with uh, Ron Jaworski and Archie. He did it a couple of years. What with a crew, us. huh? And it was wild watching uh, Jaws do uh, the telestrator for Archie as he analyzed the play. <laughs> that was kind of wild. Archie was like, I can talk about it, but I can't draw like that. And so uh, Jaws would be sort of the... You know, no one knew that it wasn't Archie drawing, but, right. but it was Jaws. It was great because, you know, he was going right back into his old NFL films, Philadelphia mode. You see him here. Now watch as he sees the nickel back here, and boom, there's the pass. You know, you got to get it out. But so um, now, now John's coming in to do the game, and uh, it's going to be our first experience together. But I, I can tell you I've had some experience with first-time guys, and uh, – it's fun. I, my goal for John after the game is over on Friday night is for him to say, gosh, that was fun. I think I'd like to do that again. Yeah, I hope because so. Because that's, that's really what preseason football should be about. And, uh, yeah, you want to inform, but this is entertainment. It doesn't count in the end. We're evaluating players, and he can tell stories about, you know, maybe where he's been that the, uh, the, the fans know he's been, but they didn't know what it was like to be him when he was a New Orleans Saint. So we'll try to get the, the best out of the situation. And when it's over, I just want him to say, let's do it again. Well, I hope so, because there's another game next Friday. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's your feeling. <laughs> and, and, and you mentioned doing the game with quarterbacks. So is it easier to do the game with quarterbacks or offensive linemen? You know, quarterbacks, it is a quarterback-driven game. Uh-huh. But I think the idea that uh, an offensive lineman – or, to be honest with you, Paul McGuire was one of my favorite guys that I ever worked with. Uh, I worked at, for years with NBC and with ESPN. And, and Paul said that if you watch the alignment of the guards, where the guards are, it'll dictate to you what direction the play is going to go in. Uh, and you know where I'm coming from when I say that, John. Uh, so there's a lot to be said for the knowledge that an, an offensive lineman has uh, for the game. Uh, and actually Paul played linebacker, but he picked up on this as an analyst, and he was also a kicker with the Buffalo Bills years ago. But there's a lot of – if you see the game that way, but he understands this offense because he was part of it for so long. I'll just say this. We haven't even had this discussion yet, but I'll just say it. Drew is up at the line of scrimmage, and he's changing things. I'm not saying anything, okay? I want John to tell me – if he wants pre-snap, okay, well, he's he's trying to see what which guy is is committed to coming in and he's changing the play based on what he he sees. And then after the play happens, if it's successful, hopefully we'll be able to show people what it was that Drew saw and and that can um, embellish maybe some of what I love first guessing. You know, I, I don't think that second guessing in broadcasting and sports broadcasting is a good thing. Coaches don't like it. Quarterbacks don't. Nobody likes it. But if you're first guessing and you happen to get it right, 
that's that's TV gold. Oh, it's gold. That's TV Absolutely. gold. And so that's what we try to do. And uh, uh, it is a quarterback-driven game. There are more quarterbacks calling uh, games in the booth now that are analysts than than just about anybody else. There are more quarterbacks calling games than there are coaches that are former coaches that are calling games. But I think there's a place for anybody that played at a high level that understands it. And John is one of the really more intellectual talents to ever play tackle in the National Football League. This partnership's off to a great start. That's Tim Brando, nationally syndicated uh, talk show host from, I'm assuming, still Shea Brando. In, Shea Brando, in Shreveport. Chateau Brando. You catch him nationally, and then, of course, uh, his yep. duties with CBS and Jonathan Stinchcomb. They're our guests today here on the Black and Blue Report. You can hear all three of them next Friday again when the Saints take on the Oakland Raiders at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. When we come back, we turn our attention to the New Orleans Pelicans and hear from TV analyst David Wesley as he breaks down the Pelicans' schedule for this upcoming season. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. The second annual Saints Back to Football Run presented by Chevron will be held on Saturday, August 31st. The 5K race benefiting Team Gleason, the One Fund Boston, and the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation will include an NFL Play 61-mile fun run for kids. Participants of all abilities will have the opportunity to race through the streets of downtown New Orleans towards the finish line at the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Gumbo and Sir Saint, along with the Saint Stations, will be on hand to cheer on participants. And a post-race party with live entertainment and a beer garden will take place in Champion Square. All participants will receive a Saints Back to Football Run shirt, a commemorative finisher's medal, and an NFL-approved bag. Registration is now open at nflrunseries.com slash saints. It's time to talk Pelicans basketball on the best of the Black and Blue Report. On Tuesday, the NBA released its schedule, and the Pelicans will open up their season on October 30th against the Indiana Pacers. TV analyst David Wesley stopped by on Wednesday to break down this season's schedule. Well, we've got a good amount of NBA talk for you today. Mark Spears was already, has already been with us, uh, talking about kind of some of the major storylines with the overall NBA schedule. And I thought we'd focus in on the Pelicans schedule, and who better to talk to than Pelicans television analyst, former player, David Wesley, who makes his debut here on the uh, Black and Blue Report. Um, I'm sure uh, David is familiar with uh, D-Dub and the Black and Blue Orchestra, which has been here from the start. He's smiling. I don't know if he has clued in on what we've done with that just yet, but we'll, uh, we'll get him up to speed on that. First of all, uh, good to see you, sir. And, uh, you know, the, the schedule release is always a big day for those of us who work in the league and 
and love the game. So I'm curious as to what your overall thoughts were as you pulled up the new schedule last night. Well, I think uh, the first month of the season in, in November where a team wants to get off to a really good start and, and it looks like there's an opportunity here for them. There's 15 or 16 games where they could possibly win you know, their share of games, get off to a fast start, get some confidence and get rolling for the season. All right, put yourselves in the, in the shoes of an NBA fan. I know you are. And if I told you you could only pick five, five off the home schedule, I'll give you tickets to five games. What are the five games you're choosing for this upcoming season? Well, I'm going to start with uh, the Indiana Pacers, uh, a team that's played really well in the playoffs last year, and, and they got stars, uh, guys that you want to see, guys you want to watch. <clears throat> then, of course, uh, four more games that I'd want to see, and, and I like going to see the teams that are in the Eastern Conference because they don't come here as much. And particularly, we're going to go with Chicago, Derrick Rose coming in, electric player, love to watch him play. And then, of course, the New York Knicks, uh, I like to. See, I like Carmelo. I like the way the, these guys play up tempo. A lot of threes, getting it done. And then, me personally, I'm a fan of Miami. I know it's not a popular thing to say, but I like Miami. I, I played with LeBron. Enjoy the way they go about business. They could have lost, could have won in the finals. They found a way to win. Good deal. And then Brooklyn with Jason Kidd taking over at coach. The guys that came over with Garnett and Pierce to go along with uh, the guys they already had there, I think it's going to be an exciting team to watch. I, I, I would say uh, those are our five fantastic choices, by the way. There's always that intriguing thought for all of us when you are with a team that you say, man, the schedule makers didn't do the Pelicans any favors. You know, for example, if the Pelicans are in a playoff chase, finishing with two games against the Thunder and two games against the Rockets, well, that doesn't seem like it's helping a whole lot. But as you examine the schedule, are there, are there other maybe some sticky spots that the Hornets, Pelicans, see there at the end of the fine jar, that the Pelicans are going to have to get themselves through? Well, I think the toughest probably stretch is four games where they play some really tough Western Conference teams. Uh, they start out with, with Golden State, then they go to the Clippers, then they go to Portland, and then they finish with Sacramento. I think, uh, you know, that's, that's towards the – middle of December and things could start getting tough for them but uh, but then I think the toughest travel starts in January where you start hitting that wall and you're getting a little fatigue and tired and they go to Minnesota all over the map here to Boston to Indiana and then finish in Miami that's going to be a really tough road trip yeah that's January 1 3 4 and 7 happy new year to you all <laughs> You know, you mentioned uh, you, know, you played with LeBron. We all know you played. And, and so as a, as a player, when, when players pull this up that first week of August, this is really their, their last piece of downtime before September goes. But yet they get the schedule. You have a look. What, what do most guys look at? Do they take it, you know, I'm just going to look at the first month, or are they looking down the road to their favorite city? What's, what's kind of the mindset? Well, the, of course they're going to look at the first month, the first few games when the season starts. But then they start getting into um, – favorite cities. They may even get into where does the all-star break? Who do we play before the all-star? Who do we play after the all-star break? And then like you alluded to the way their season finishes, pretty tough finish. And 
you know, if you're on the cusp of making the playoffs, you like to know how you finish up a season. You jonesing yet? You ready for some hoop? I am definitely ready for some hoop. Uh, you know, I got a ba basketball court going up in my backyard right now, so I can go out there and beat up on my son while the summer's here until season starts. <laughs> David Wesley, everybody. He'll be a frequent contributor, I'm sure, to the Black and Blue Report. We're anxious for training camp, which will hit us about the 1st of October. But the schedule is out, and, of course, you can get all the details at pelicans.com. Thanks, David. You can catch David and play-by-play -play voice Joel Myers on Fox Sports New Orleans, and you can catch every game on the radio on 105.3 WWLFM with Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. I hear that studio host is pretty good as well. Let's get back to Saints football. When we come back, Sean Kelly sits down with Saints safety Malcolm Jenkins. You're listening to the best of the Black and Blue Report. This is Eric, general manager of the Raising Canes and Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. Yeah! And that's when Raising Canes is fans' best friend. Fresh, never-frozen chicken fingers, made fresh daily cane sauce, and a friendly Cane's crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Cane's, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice? Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City, to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Welcome back to the first ever Best of the Black and Blue Report. I'm producer Dan. For those of you who have seen Sean Kelly around the arena during games, you might have seen him rocking a sweet bow tie every once in a while. Pretty sharp, huh? Now he might have to buy his bow ties from this guy. Safety Malcolm Jenkins joined the show on Wednesday to talk football and fashion. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We're going to continue here from the Saints practice field, post-practice today in our chance, our first chance to have the veteran of safety, Malcolm Jenkins, on the program. And I've been excited to talk to you, not only about football, but about um, uh, matters of uh, men's fashion. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, first of all, sir, I know the first preseason game is, is on Friday. It is, does that mark a, a, a spot in time for you all during the training camp process? Uh, definitely. It's, it's really our first um, real live um, evaluation. You know, we had the scrimmage. Um, but that's really, it's, it's, it's live, but it really isn't, you know, because guys really don't get to use 
the full technique that they were using in a true game. So this is our first chance to really get against a different team, a different um, uh, skill set, and, and really uh, get evaluated by the coaches. So you'll get a lot of the young guys getting a, uh, some reps as well as the starters. Um, and we really get those game situations um, that will prepare us for the season. My eye is not as trained as yours, but it seems the defense has had some pretty good days here of late during training camp. Are, are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, I, I think the, the thing is, uh, you know, Rob Ryan is obviously a, a great D coordinator, but he's allowed us as players to really take grasp of the defense, and he's put us in positions that um, are really advantageous for us. So using different guys' skill sets and doing what we do best. Um, so guys are really being able to flourish in their positions, and we're starting to come together and understand the scheme a lot. So. I think we'll just continue to get better. There's some new faces out there, and that young guy, they're talking about Kenny Vaccaro a lot. What's your take on him? You know, I, the, the biggest and most impressive thing I've seen uh, out of Kenny is he's very, very football smart. He understands um, the game. And that's that, as a rookie, puts you light years ahead of, of a lot of people. And, and so he's definitely going to be a, a big part of what we do in defense. He's a playmaker. Um, you know, we'll just have to continue to coach him up and just get him to, to be able to make calls, take control out there, you know, get guys lined up. And, and once he can do that, man, he's, he's going to be a great player. All right, football aside, I, I'm hearing that the next time I need a new bow tie, which I wear often, I'm supposed to come see you. What's going on with that? Yeah, so this offseason, um, my wife kind of gave me the idea to start my own bow tie company. And originally I wanted to start off small, so I actually bought a sewing machine and tried to sew a couple myself. And it actually worked out pretty well. I wore a couple that I sold myself, but I couldn't sell them to anybody. So that kind of snowballed into this whole company, Rock Avenue Bow Ties, um, that I started with. We, we started out with uh, bow ties and pocket squares. And uh, so that's been my off-season project. So it's, it's, it's been fun to learn the ins and outs. I, I picked out all of the fabrics. I got a chance to go to New York to the fashion district, district and, and picked out all the fabrics. I designed all of them. Um, and they're all made locally here in New Orleans. Uh, with a seamstress I found. So uh, it's, it's been fun, man. We launched a website uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe about Friday, last Friday. And, you know, we've been just enjoying the ride. Is it a, is it a high-end line like a Robert Talbot, or is it a little more, you know, everyday guy kind of look? Uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it varies. You know, it's, it's very versatile. We, got, we have looks that you can wear every day, and we have formal looks as well. The prices are ranging from probably about 50 bucks to anywhere to like 100. We have some cool things. I got an ostrich skin one, uh, if you really want to step out and, you know, in style. And we got some formal looks, some velvets, some uh, seersuckers, cotton, silk. So this, this first line that I put out, I really wanted to um, make bow ties that I wanted to wear. And that really, that's really where the, the inspiration came from, is I got tired of looking in stores and not finding stuff that I wanted to wear. So I just decided to make my own. I'm going to need one for games. You got anything in black and gold? Yeah, actually, the, the fun thing is we're in about a week, we're going to launch a black and gold um, bow tie. It's double-sided, so it has two different patterns. Um, so you can change it for home and away. And a portion of the proceeds of that bow tie will go to um, a, my charity that helps lo um, local kids and the, and the youth um, here in New Orleans. Congratulations on that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, good luck this preseason. I know that you guys are anxious to really get it going. Oh, yeah, man. We're excited. We got a lot of... A lot of good things happening in camp, and uh, we're excited to take it against another team. I hope this is the first of many visits for us. Yeah, it definitely will be. Malcolm Jenkins, everybody. Bow ties and football. How about that combination? I might have to start wearing bow ties myself. When we come back, I'll wrap up today's show and get you set for another great week on the Black and Blue Report. Somewhere in a town like the one you're in, there is a person like you. 
headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as music firsts, like Monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music First's history-making 5051 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit BudLight.com slash Music First for rules and more information. Bud Light Music First. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Ends 8-15-13. Play without purchase. Mail your name, email address, and age to Music First Game. P.O. Box 753-726, El Paso, Texas, 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. St. Louis, Missouri. A message from Mr. Monopoly. Hello again. Since teaming with the Louisiana Lottery to give away part of my vast fortune for the Monopoly scratch-off game, I've been tickled pink that the winner bell has been ringing so frequently. There's a winner right now. Oh my, another winner. (laughs) Jimmy, perhaps it would be wise to check the winner bell once more just to be sure. You could win up to $100,000. Play the Monopoly scratch-off game for real money. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Monopoly is a trademark of Hasbro and is used with permission. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Our thanks to the host, Sean Kelly, for those great interviews this week. And don't worry, Sean will be back on Monday for another edition of the Black and Blue Report. We will have a full recap of Friday's preseason game against the Chiefs. Plus, we will take you back out to another week of Saints training camp. You can follow us on Twitter and tweet us at Black Blue Report. And who knows, maybe your tweet will get read on the show one day. You can also tweet Sean Kelly at Sean Kelly Live. That's S-E-A-N-K-E-L-L-E-Y. L-I-V-E. John DeShazer is at John DeShazer. And if you want, you can tweet me at D Salerson, but only you can tweet me compliments. Don't forget, if you have missed any shows, you can listen anytime at pelicans.com or neworleansaints.com. Or now you can download each show on iTunes. Thanks again for listening to the best of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson, and in the words of my colleague Sean Kelly, so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.